it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into this Monday, November 22nd edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us today, and it's a quiet day in the office. It is, It's going to be a quiet week, but we're only having three shows this week today, tomorrow, and Friday to get you ready for the Martinsburg semifinal game and on Saturday for the Shepherd, the second round of the NCAA Division II playoffs. Yeah, it was a good weekend uh, in terms of football. Um, you know, obviously, Martinsburg getting the win on Friday, Shepherd with a thrilling victory on Saturday, and uh, NFL-wise, two out of the three kind of region teams won. Uh, Washington with the big win, Pittsburgh coming up just short in what was a Really good football team or game, and, and Baltimore got the win. So shorthanded, yeah, might I say, without Lamar, without several players uh, due to some sort of illness that it went through the entire team, but non COVID nineteen related, which is obviously good. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting week. WVU won, I believe, as well, and yeah. uh, Marshall won. So honestly. You're pretty happy if you're... It's a uh, victory Monday for, for the all the part. teams almost <laughs> everywhere. And uh, the Wizards... They won yesterday. Saturday. Or Saturday. The Capitals, I think they went 3-1 and one on the road trip or 3-2 and two on the road trip. They lost last night against the uh, yeah. new expansion team. How do you lose to the Kraken? Because they steal everybody's good players that they can't keep. They have like five wins. Do you want to know the funniest part? I'll tell you the funniest part later in the show. Uh, but it's it's definitely it's definitely kind of funny of what they did before the game. Okay. If you know anything about the expansion draft and the Washington Capitals and the Seattle Kraken, you probably don't. But people listening may know a little bit about what happened there with their goalie. Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. Don't 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 steal what I'm about. What I'm going to say later. I mean, I was just trying to. But on the show today, we'll have Britt Sherman, the uh, victorious head coach, going to the semifinals again, one one away from going back to Wheeling. Yeah, and, and obviously Martinsburg, I think, playing really good football. Maybe their best football at the right time uh, with that win over Spring Valley. It was a fun game in terms of it, it looked like Spring Valley had opportunities to make it close, but Martinsburg's defense, especially in the red zone, was just great. I think their offense, too. I mean, yeah. here's the first touchdown of the game right here. Get after it, 106 tackles on the season. So from the three-yard line on a third down and goal to go, Murphy Clement running over top of the right side of his line, lunging forward at the goal line. He ends up in the end zone. Do they give him the touchdown? Yes, they do. It's the Martinsburg Bulldogs scored on the opening possession. And they went up 21-0 at halftime. They punched him in the mouth. Yeah, Mur- Mur- They were Clement. not happy about what happened down at Spring Valley a few weeks ago. Murphy Clement played an amazing football game. He set the tone with that first few drives of them just saying, you know what, let's not get cute. Let's just line up Clement, uh, Cam Chalice, and uh, Eric King in the backfield, and we're just going to run power or whatever right at you. And that you know, was their, their early game strategy. Then Murphy got shaken up a little bit. Ezra comes in, plays really well as well. So, 
you know, both quarterbacks have a good game um, besides the one interception, which looked like a miscommunication. Um, but, you know, Martinsburg really didn't have to throw the ball. They, they came out just running it right at Spring Valley, which you don't typically see that against the Timberwolves, you know, one of the tougher teams uh, and one of the bigger and more physical teams in the state typically. So that, that was really impressive for me. It was definitely impressive. A uh, 35-6 to victory. The defense came up really, really big, and uh, it was just an all-around great win for Martinsburg, 11-1 on the season, moving on, as I said, to the AAA semifinals next, this week now. They will host Bridgeport number 3, 12-0 on the season. Bridgeport got a huge, it was a relatively huge weekend for offense, minus the Martinsburg game. Not a lot, and and really the Huntington, the George Washington game. Not a lot of defense was played, except for in single A. There was some defense played. Yeah, I mean um, Martinsburg got the thirty-five-six win over Spring Valley. Huntington got the twenty-nine-thirteen win over George Washington. Bridgeport and Jefferson seventy-four to forty-nine, and Cabell Midland forty-six, University twenty-one. Yeah, I mean that that Bridgeport Jefferson game definitely you know high scoring. A lot of those points though, I believe, came for Jefferson more so in garbage time. Yeah, they were kind of late. They were trying um, to get get back into it. But you know, a really good performance for Bridgeport. So this sets up you know I think probably the four best teams in the state. You could maybe argue for Spring Valley as being better than Bridgeport. We'll kind of see on uh, Friday night what the case is there, but. You know, I thought Cabo Midland would beat University, so I wasn't surprised by that. Obviously, Huntington's been the number one team for the majority of the season. Martinsburg probably has the most talent out of anybody. So, um, you know, it, it's a really good semifinals week. I wouldn't be surprised if Cabo Midland were to knock off Huntington, and maybe we get a Cabo Midland. <laughs> if you're watching Martinsburg. the stream, I was looking down, writing some stuff down, crossing some stuff off, and he said Huntington, Martin's Cabo Midland could knock off Martin's or Huntington, <laughs> and my head just raises like, wow, okay. I mean, I think they were pretty close the first time, and like we've heard from Andrew Rogers, really Cabo Midland should have won that football game. Huntington kind of got lucky, and I, I feel like Huntington's just been not playing at a, a great level. They kind of struggled early on with George Washington. They've had these moments throughout the season. So I I think Cavill Midland's going to win that ball game, but it should be really close. Yeah, definitely. That'll be a good one. On Friday, we are planning again to have another hour-and-a-half show. Uh, we're, we're looking to have Andrew Rogers on. He's, he said he's good to go. Trying to maybe potentially get somebody from Cavill Midland, whether that be uh, – um, why am I drawing? Chris Tatum. Chris Tatum or – Jason Toy. Jason Toy. I don't know. They're probably both calling that game. Um, and then potentially the uh, we'll have Matt Miller on always, as always, to open the show on Friday, pending if he's available. Uh, but I would presume he's available. Uh, and then we'll try to get the Bridgeport play-by-play broadcaster on. So yeah. we'll have every single team left in AAA have their play-by-play broadcasters on. Yeah, again, it, it's a pretty interesting semifinals matchups. I, I think we'll... See some good football. Yeah, and let's just talk a little double A. I was able to tune in a little bit to uh, Adam Spanky Rogers call. Our, we had him on the show. We, we worked with him at MUL at Marshall University. He called the Polka Frankfurt game. Very entertaining game. Polka got the 56-49 victory. It was, it was a very competitive game, and uh, that was something to, to just click on Saturday and see how it was going. It was pretty good. Some good double A teams. The Dots. The Polka Dots, I believe they're hosting Fairmont Senior this week. So a 16 and a 14 in double A are in the semifinals. 
Yeah, I mean, look, Fairmont Senior, like I said, I think last week on the show when we talked about their upset, they're usually one of the top programs, and they tend to play a lot of AAA teams. So their losses, uh, you know, come against some really good teams. So not too surprised that they made a run. I mean, obviously as a 16, you know, it's tough to do, but that sets up a pretty interesting matchup. It definitely sets up an interesting matchup. And just we got a little bit of time here. Not a lot going on on the show today besides having Coach Britt Sherman on at 1230. It's kind of a relaxed week here at the office. Let's talk a little double A and single A. So that'll be number 14 Bluefield at number two Independence. That All the games that won it in the semifinals are Fridays across the three classifications. So that was a Friday night game. Six, number 16 Fairmont Senior at number five Polka Friday night game. In single A, number six, Williamstown travels to number two, Doddridge County, Friday night game, 10 and 2 versus 11 and 1. Uh, on Saturday, number eight, Wheeling Central travels to number four, Ritchie County, 9 and 3 versus 11 and 1. Should be a pretty entertaining throughout all three classifications for a semifinal weekend. As it should be, right? I mean, these are the semifinals. This is what you play for all year is to have these good competitive games at the end of the season. So, you know, I think, like you said, it, it should be a good week in the high school football. And, uh, you know, the, these AAA matchups, I mean, you have one of the bigger rivalries in the state, the battle for the shield between uh, Cavill Midland and Huntington. That will be a packed house. And I think definitely this Martinsburg game, you know, not too far of a trip for Bridgeport fans if they want to come over. And uh, I think it's about a three-hour drive. Yeah, maybe two and a half or so. So, yeah. um, you know, Bridgeport's got a good team. And, and obviously, Martinsburg, you know, always draws a good home crowd. So, these are uh, some big games. Yeah. And just want to make the announcement here, just so it's clear to everybody tuned in. And it'll be staying on Facebook forever uh, through the Facebook Live. Friday night's game will be a 6.30 pregame, 7.30 kickoff on the radio side streaming radio side and just as of this moment and staying that way unless we're able to get a huge donation check uh from some people well it'll be on tv wrnr tv 10 on youtube only not on comcast channel 10 uh the mogul is out of town this week so he can't just uh, you know fly up here and just write a check on friday well he could he could but i think he'd rather enjoy his vacation because I, if I was him, I would like to do that too. I would, yeah, I would be in agreement with that. So, if you are a local business and you would like to help out the people of Berkeley and Jefferson counties that want to tune in on TV Ten, here's your time to shine, and that'll do it for the first segment here today. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online; they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back, we'll talk a little uh, Shepard, WVU, and Marshall. That's next on the Sports Mix. Got talked into going out with hopes you were staying in. I was feeling like myself for the first time. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. KMG Computers wants to be your one-stop shop for any electronic repair needs, along with electronic recycling. KMG specializes in phone and tablet screen repair, quality sales and service of desktop and laptops, along with other PC equipment, all at a customer-friendly speed and price. KMG is located at 17 Hovatter Drive in Inwood, along with their new location at 311 Cumberland Valley Place in Martinsburg. So stop and see them today or give them a call with questions at 304-821-8203. KMG Computers, quality service in a prompt manner. The WVU Heart and Vascular Institute is pleased to announce the continued expansion of services in the eastern region with the addition of vascular surgeon Omar Nadra. Board certified in general surgery, Dr. Nadra holds certifications in laparoscopic surgery, endoscopic surgery, and advanced airway management. The WVU Heart and Vascular Institute is at the Dorothy McCormick Center in Martinsburg with additional clinics nearby in Shepherdstown, Winchester, and Hagerstown. For more info or to schedule an appointment, call 304-350-3273 or visit mywvuheart.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM Welcome back to this Monday, November 22nd edition of the Sports Mix. And Nick and Travis had the call on Saturday for the Shepherd Rams. Big victory in the first round of the NCAA Division II playoffs. We were able to broadcast that via the NCAA giving us non-commercial rights for that. So big shout out to the NCAA for that. They did not have to do that, but it was a 38-31 victory. And specifically towards the end of the game, there was a very controversial call. Yeah, I've gone back and watched that uh, Greg Leonard touchdown that uh, Travis and I initially thought from our angle that that was an interception or an incomplete pass. But uh, after going back and watching, I do believe Greg Leonard had the ball. He got across into the end zone. And then at that point, the defensive back had taken the ball out of his hands, so therefore it would be a touchdown. So the officials got it right based on what I've been able to see from the replay on our stream. Um but again, we only have one camera angle on it. We don't have, you know, another shot from the other side. Maybe you could see something different. But that's what it looks like to me. Uh, you know, I, I got some text. Rob Mario seemed to think that Greg Leonard was down at the one yard line. <laughs> so I don't know. And my mother seemed to think it was a touchdown. So <laughs> this yeah, is I got a text too. Three I was seemed I to. There. I heard. I was whoever texted me. I'm going to leave that anonymous. Thought it was a touchdown. Uh, and their sources said it was a touchdown, and their source is a very reliable source. I'll leave it at that. I don't know what that means. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. 
Uh, but Shepard, that sets up with the 38-31 victory over Finley, sets up a second-round matchup against former Mountain East foe Notre Dame. That's a 12 p.m. game at home at Ram Stadium in Shepherdstown. And we're set to do the same thing that we're doing this week. We just got to make our daughter eyes and whatever it's called. We just got to double check. Cross our T's. Cross our T's to make certain that we're doing the it's same never thing never made this sense week. to me. Whoever forgets to cross their T. I don't know. How you even, that's an L at that point, right? If you don't cross yeah. your T, that's Or it's L. like a capital I. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. know. But that should be, that'll be a 12 noon kickoff officially on Saturday, which means we'll have the TV10 pregame show from 11.30 to 11.59 p.m. And then it'll be a separate stream on YouTube for the game. And then the TV10 postgame show will be a separate stream on the YouTube as well. Yeah. So, again, an- another great matchup, I think. You know, that Finley game was really exciting. Uh, I expect that again this week with uh, Notre Dame, who beat Slippery Rock. They had a huge lead in that game. And then Slippery Rock came back and made it pretty close there at the end. But this is a pretty good Notre Dame team. Uh, last time these two teams met, Notre Dame beat uh, Shepard. Um, so, you know, I expect a close game. And that was a close game when they beat him. I think they beat him by like three points. So it should be another. You know, good game here in the second round, and, and we'll see if the Rams can advance. Yeah, definitely, and uh, should be a good one. I'll actually have color with you for that one. Travis out of town this weekend, and uh, didn't know if we'd make it to this point calling Shepherd games this year, but I'll be on the call with you. Pretty excited for that one. Yeah, luckily we haven't uh, had to make a decision. Well, the decision would be made. It'd be Martinsburg, but we haven't had to have that situation where Martinsburg plays on a Saturday, um, and, of course, Shepherd plays on a Saturday, so... Yeah, that's worked out pretty well for us, so we'll continue to cover the Rams until we can. Another team that you can hear on an airwaves, because you can only hear the you can only tune into the Rams on the T V ten side of things is the West Virginia Mountaineers. They played a huge game on Saturday at home, their final home game of the season, senior day. Uh the I believe they honored the Orange Bowl team that included Stedman Bailey. Uh they got a thirty one to twenty three victory over the Longhorns. Real fast, shout out to uh, West Virginia for that one. Uh, they uh, they're staying alive in bowl contention. They yeah. have a lot of things go for them, but they're staying alive. Got that victory. Jared Deggy, pretty solid day. Twenty-seven of forty-three, two hundred ninety yards, three touchdowns. He did make the announcement, make it official. He is coming back next year. I'm sure, Colin and WVU Nation is very excited. Yeah, that Mr. Deggy is coming back, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but. Um, you know, a nice win over Texas. They're now five and six yep. heading into this Kansas game. Kansas beat Texas as well, and this is a much improved Kansas team. So one thing I don't get, which we'll I, I want to tell talk right now to whoever these schedule makers are, not really schedule makers, the people at the TV level. What's so intriguing about this matchup that it's a seven p.m. game in the final week of the regular season? I don't know. For two teams that I don't have Kansas's record right on me. Uh Kansas is one and seven, WVU three and five in the conference, two and nine, five and six overall. I don't know what's so intriguing about that for a seven PM contest. Maybe they don't have anything else to put on at seven PM. Uh, maybe they don't. So I, they figure WVU gets a decent audience, put them on prime time. 
There you go. Uh, let's move over to Marshall. They got a huge 49 to 28 victory over Charlotte to improve to seven and four on the year, alive for that East Division title still. Uh, Charlotte falls to five and six, and Marshall looks like a totally different team than they did the week prior. Grant Wells, 267 yards, two touchdowns. Rasheen Ali doing Rasheen Ali things. 23 carries, 203 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, and I believe he got a helmet sticker on college football final. Sheldon Evans had two touchdowns of himself. I think they had a total of over 300 yards on the ground. Shout out to that O-line. Yeah, I mean, the O-line's been good for a long time. Four years, five years now. Um, they, you know, they've established themselves as a pretty good unit. And, uh, you know, looking back on that win, it's a good win for the Herd. It sets up a huge matchup with Western Kentucky, which is obviously their main rival in Conference USA. So it's, Think about this. I thought about this yesterday when I was talking to my parents about the game. It's the final time as a Conference USA foe, Western Kentucky will come to Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Yeah, obviously they'll play next year. Yeah. Uh, but that will be at Western. That will be at Western. Um, so yeah, I mean, it should be a good game. Um, maybe we talk to Andrew a little bit about that. Cause I know he'll have the call for, uh, he's got a Marshall busy, Western. he's got a really busy schedule. He's these last two weeks. He's a busy so. man, busy man with a plan. I definitely see some good things in his future. I mean, he had the Huntington game on Friday. I don't, I don't know if he did any stuff this weekend. He didn't have anything well. on Saturday, but I believe. he's a, but now he's at Purdue, Purdue with the women's basketball team. There you go. First MULer active to do that since Adam Rogers. That's pretty pretty big. Yeah. Shout out to him. All right. Well, we have reached our next break segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated. Located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We come back. We'll be joined by the head man for Mar- the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Brett Sherman, that's next on this edition of the Sports Mix. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Conveniently located at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg, Sunset Car Wash's staff specializes in keeping your car clean. From our famous three-minute cloth wash to our touchless automatic and six self-serve bays, we offer whatever preference you have for your car wash needs. If your vehicle could talk, it would say, take me to Sunset Car Wash. At Sunset Car Wash at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg. Locally owned and operated. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. That was a really quick break there. We're ready for a little, a couple days off here, uh, but we're now joined on the program 
by head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, headed to the AAA semifinal this week. That's head coach Britt Sherman. How you doing today, coach? I'm doing well, fellas. How y'all doing? We're doing great. Ready to uh, have another week of Martinsburg football on the air. The final week of Martinsburg football on our airwaves and the final game for the legend Matt Miller this week. It should be a good one as you guys host Bridgeport. Yes, sir. It'll be a good one. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see Matt off um, in, in, in good fashion. Uh, Coach, going back to that uh, win this past Friday night, um, you know, it, it seems like you guys came out and just set the tone early on. Uh, how important do you think that was to, to really get the running game going and show that you were maybe the more physical team? Well, it was really important just to, just to you know, get the momentum going our way and, you know, try to get on them as fast as we could. Because, I mean, they're, they're a really good team. So, you know, you got to play all four quarters in the first first couple minutes are, are really big with any of those games. Especially, we take the ball, so... When, when you take the ball um, at the beginning of the game, you know, offensively you want to be crisp and, and actually, you know, put some points on the boards and, and make the most out of that possession. And then that puts pressure on teams to have to return that. It definitely looks like that, that game that you guys had down there was definitely fuel to this game as you guys didn't give up a point through the first two quarters and into the third and fourth quarter and only giving up six total points on the day. What does that say about your defense? Well, I mean, just a great overall job, coaches and players. You know, I, I think, you know, the loss down there became a lesson. And, you know, we did some things, not only as coaches, but players as well, that we needed to do. It's good to be humbled every once in a while. It's good to, to maybe see, you know, where, where you need to improve. And, and I think that was a really good lesson for us. And I think those guys as players and us as coaches both kind of, found out some things that we needed to find out about our team and and uh, adjusted those things and, and uh, you know, improved from them. In particular, Coach, uh, Murphy Clement had a really good game, and it seemed like he was able to even fight through a little bit of an injury. Uh, you know, what what has he meant to the team this year, and what does that kind of toughness, I guess, say about him? Well, he's just a great player, and he's as young as he is to be as a, an elite of a player as he is, it's just tough to, you know, it's tough to find kids like that. We maybe have had one or two handful of those kids since, uh, you know, the inception of the school. So, you know, it's just, it's it's good. It's fun to have him. It's fun to watch. And, uh, you know, he's just done a great job. And when you talk about Clement, you also have to have to talk about Ezra Bajan. That was a great game for him. Kind of, he took a lot of the brunt in the second half with you guys kind of trying to rest Clement there. Uh, but obviously, for him to have such a good game against a team that, you know, he, he had some interceptions thrown against when you guys were down there. Yeah, and he threw one that night too. And he just he's a he's a he's just a competitor. He's a great leader, and uh, you know he's going to do everything he can to to help the team and help win. And, and he knew. You know, at the beginning of the game, it might not be as much of his game, but when, when his number was called, he was ready. Two guys that stood out offensively that may not show up necessarily in the box score, but uh, Cam Chalice and Eric King's ability to be lead blockers for you for you in that uh, power formation. You know, how, how important have they been, especially with Murphy running the ball, to have them as kind of the lead blockers? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about those guys just being – you know, almost like pulling pulling things from a tool bag and, and just being able to 
use different guys in different situations. And, you know, those guys have done a really good job in that role. And, uh, you know, they, they understand that role. And, you know, they're, they do a pretty good job carrying the ball, too. But they, uh, you know, have, have really taken on that role and, and, and done a really good job for us and just been great team players. And mentioning uh, Shallis and King, you also got to mention that offensive line opening some big holes for you guys on on Friday night, as always. Yeah, we uh, you know we we put Wes West Hancock in there right tackle because Aiden Fleming's had some uh, had some injury as well, and uh, you know West did a really good job as a sophomore coming in and uh, playing right tackle, and then Justin Petrie's been solid as well, and of course Jake Zittle, Christian Slack, and then EJ Hendricks. All those guys just really stepped it up and, uh, you know, took it upon themselves to to avenge the, some of the miscues they had in the first game and to really play with a lot of effort and fire. Uh, Coach, what have you seen um, out of Bridgeport so far? Obviously, uh, they were able to have a big win over Jefferson, and, uh, you know, usually they're a very physical and run first team. Yeah, I mean, it's they're just a well-oiled machine. I mean... I don't know if you guys know anything about sprint football, where it's just really fast-paced and downhill, and you know everybody's quick, even the linemen. Uh, it's, it's almost like that. It's almost, you know, they're they're going to get off the ball, flat back, uh, try to be the low man, and they're just going to attack you with their offense, that single wing offense. And then when you think you maybe could stop the run a little bit, they're going to pop up and throw one over your head. And then you know defensively they. They kind of are a bend but don't break, but they're physical. They run to the ball. They get 11 hats to it. and They just play really tough physical football, and, you know, they've done that for 30 years. So, you know, it's just kind of a tradition. And you look at a team like Bridgeport, very similar to you guys when it comes to how many points for, how many points against, and uh, obviously a very good team. But for them, they, they've kind of been up and down between that AAA and that AA and, you know, kind of moving back up to AAA for, you know, this time around. And obviously their schedule kind of has a lot of AA teams, but those AA teams they played have been good competition. And they're obviously, Bridgeport, a great team coming in at 12-0. and yeah, they're a great team. I mean, I, I don't look at any of that triple A, double A. I mean, they just beat they just beat Jefferson seventy four to forty nine. So I mean, they're not they're not some double A just uh, team that was a fluke getting in the playoffs and you know they're going to be a, a cream puff or anything. It's going to be a tough physical game, and they're a really good team. So it's you know our guys are going to have to be prepared and uh, to play a, a really really physical and. We play one of the best games they played all year this week, this Friday. Coach, when we talked to uh, Coach Hunter before that game, um, you know, he talked about the single wing and how they had seen teams run it, but but nobody seems to uh, run it as efficiently as Bridgeport. Uh, what do you think? I guess allows them to run it so well and, and make it so tough on their opponents. Well, they just like I said, they they run it with such speed, and then, uh, it's just like attack mode. They're, you know, they're not. None of their guys get off the football slow. In fact, I'm not so sure that they even get set when they get down to their three-point stand sometimes. They're still leaning forward and just firing off the ball. And, and it's just, you know, 11 guys just coming at you as hard as they could possibly come at you. And, uh, you know, and they have really good players with it too, you know. You get, you know, some single-wing teams do it because they don't have some of the athletes maybe to run spread or, run some of these multiple formations so they have to get in single wing 
to, because they have two or three decent kids that you know run the ball or whatever. But uh, you know, I, I think they will be they would be successful pretty much in any offensive system that they were trying to run. But they just happen to run the single wing with really good athletes and football players. All right, Coach Sherman, final one here. Obviously, you guys one win away from now going back to Wheeling for the state championship. I know your team definitely has that on their mind to get there after the way that last season ended. Well, I mean, we're focused on this game. I mean, we, you know, really we talk about, you know, this should really be our senior night for our seniors. It's the last game they're ever going to play at Coburn Field. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure we send them out on the right foot and, then, uh, you know, hopefully just be able to play well this Friday and, and do what we can and, you know, get back get back there, you know, by winning this game. All right, Coach, thanks for joining us, and best of luck on Friday. We'll be out of practice tomorrow. All right, fellas, appreciate it. That was head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Britt Sherman, and it's going to be a big matchup on Friday, Nick. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's semifinals. So, um, you know, these are two really good teams, two teams that can match up well in terms of a physicality standpoint. Um, you know, Bridgeport, again, is is similar to Martinsburg in terms of a, a good history and have done a lot of uh, good things over the years. So you're talking about some of the best programs in the history of the state of West Virginia and that always leads to, you know, an intriguing and, and good matchup. Yeah, it definitely does. And uh, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix. When we come back, we'll talk a uh, little NFL. Washington gets a win. And uh, we'll talk that Steelers game from last night. And uh, we'll talk a little Capitals hockey and some Wizards basketball. That's next on the Sports Mix. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim? auto accident or fire insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen and when it does they don't want to pay or they offer too little at mansion freddy we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim call us today for help in getting what you really deserve mansion freddy when you need justice Home helpers of the Eastern Panhandle making life easier for you, your family, and especially your loved ones that need their care. 
They are locally owned and searching for smiling faces to hire so that your loved one can stay in their home where they are the happiest. Call 304-433-8000 or visit homehelpershomecare.com slash panhandle. Or you can visit them at 3192 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Each office is independently owned and operated. At Valley Health, we know everyone's schedule is different. That's why our urgent care centers offer convenient features like online check-in and telehealth virtual visits, allowing you to see one of our expert caregivers in person or right from the comfort of your device. So whatever your calendar, agenda, or life looks like these days, you can be sure that if it works for you, it works for us. Find one of our eight area locations at vhurgentcare.com. See that Honda badge? It reveals more than the Ridgeline's make. It's a testament to endurance and Honda engineering. So when the terrain ahead is full of challenges, brace yourself. The Honda Ridgeline is about to amaze you. Rise to the challenge with the rugged performance of the Honda Ridgeline. CMA's Honda of Winchester, 3985 Valley Pike. CMA, moving lives forward. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, November 22nd, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. And by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by the offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll end the show talking NFL uh Little Capitals, little Wizards from the weekend. But we got to start with the Washington football team. A huge victory in Ron Rivera's homecoming to Carolina. 27-21, Carolina now 5-6 and six on the year. Washington is 4-6 and six on the year. That was Cam Newton's start, return start as the new, again, returns as the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers and homecoming of sorts for not only Ron Rivera, Taylor Heineke as well, and uh, Joey Sly, the kicker. That Carolina history. But uh, Cam played pretty well, but yeah. Washington still found a way to win. I think Heineke played you know, one of his better games of the season for this team. They're now just two wins away from being bowl eligible uh, <laughs> <laughs> at four and six. But they're kind of in the run. I mean, Dallas lost. So yeah. I mean, they're they're looking at that wild card spot, right? And that last they're set, like they're setting themselves up for that last divisional run to end the season. Could be huge. Could could get them in as a wild card team. And you know, it's something that that I was reading earlier is that Ron Rivera's teams they always seem to be second half teams. There you go. I mean. They're still kind of in the division race, too. I mean, Dallas, I don't think, will completely fall apart, but they've had, obviously, injuries and, and some COVID issues uh, with Amari Cooper. Zeke got uh, injured, I think, in yesterday's ball game. So you know, now they got to have a ter- quick turnaround and play Vegas on Thursday on Thanksgiving. So we'll see. they got injury issues there in Dallas with uh, – with, uh, 
C.D. Lamb, he came out of the game in the second right, quarter, yeah. and then you have uh, your top wide receiver out with COVID. So I just said Cooper was out with COVID, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, not having two-year receivers could be huge. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I wouldn't say Dallas is a lock to win the division at this point, like any team really isn't, and especially with how they set up the schedule this year with most of the teams – playing all divisional games like in the last few weeks of the season or at least a good mit a good bit of their divisional games. I know Baltimore has to play Cleveland and Pittsburgh still twice and Cincinnati one more time in these final few weeks. I know Washington has a very similar schedule to that. So you know, the NFL has set it up where the last few weeks will definitely determine the season. I you know, we kind of talked about not liking that, but I kinda like that. <laughs> I mean it has positives and negatives. I think it, it's kind of dumb that like Baltimore's playing Cleveland this week, then they'll play Pittsburgh, and then they'll play Cleveland again. Like playing the same team in, in a three week span. But it is what it is. You know, I don't. I don't think it will matter too much in terms of like, like at the end of the day, you got to play those teams six times a year anyway. Yeah. So doesn't really matter when you have to play them, I don't think. No, and back to this Washington game, you got a you got a guy on your team who's obviously your top wide receiver, but he definitely showed it this week. Uh Terry McLaurin, he just balled out this week at wide receiver. He was making those contested catches. That's two weeks in a row he's made contested catches that are big time. Uh five catches, hundred and three yards and a touchdown. He averaged twenty eight point six a catch. That's that's huge. But another player that is he only had two catches in the game, but he's making things happen with his catches out of nowhere. But they're also missing Curtis Samuel, and it's that's DeAndre Carter. Yeah, he scored a touchdown, right? He scored a touchdown now in three straight games. He's been yeah, – remember, I, I think I said he shouldn't be on the team because I was like, they don't need a return, man. <laughs> yeah, and right. he took he's taken one to the house for a touchdown, and he's had three straight games with touchdown catches. And you look at a guy in the running game, 19 carries, 95 yards for Antonio Gibson, averaging five yards a pop. He had a really good second half because he got benched at the end of that first quarter for a fumble that, looking back, these normal Washington team, that fumble would cost them the game. Yeah, so Washington definitely you know battled back in that game too. So it was a, it was a really solid performance for them. And they haven't had a whole lot of those this season. But the past two weeks, it, it seems like they're starting to put something together. And maybe they could make a run here because, again, their, their schedule's relatively favorable. I mean, your only challenge in terms of teams with a winning record is the Cowboys. Now, you have to play them twice. But, again, that's a rivalry. You never know how that's going to go down. So this is a potential team that can make a run at that wild card or even the division, depending on what happens with Dallas. Well, I think something you also have to look at in this game is that Washington defense. I don't know what switched in their head, but the last few weeks they've been playing really great defensive ball. They've, you know, come out, had a lot of takeaways, playing some, played some great coverage, not had a lot of missed coverage. That was the problem at the beginning of the year. You'd just see a guy streak down the field wide open, and there'd be a touchdown. And they're tightening up the coverage. I think moving Landon Collins to that Buffalo nickel roll, the Buffalo backer roll, has really has really changed some things for this defense. And that really has let Cam Curl emerge at that safety position, not having to rotate in. 
because you know he kind of came out last year and had a great season, great end of the season after Landon Collins had that Achilles tear. But now he's just the star for the defense. Had seven tackles last night. Only one of them assisted. He had six tackles of his own last night. And there were big-time tackles where he was coming up to be the enforcer on third down, on some fourth downs. And that's what you want to see. And something on the defensive line, you know, they're not – these guys they have that were replacing Sweat and uh, – Sweat. Chase and Young. Chase Young, they're not guys that are going to flash you. They're not. They're not flashy guys. They're guys that are system guys. They, you know, you look at, at a guy like James Smith Williams. I believe he came up with a half tack, half sack at the end of the game. He was part of that half sack with uh, Deron Payne when they stopped Cam on the last drive of the game. Yeah, again, it was a really good win. I think the defense was expected to be the strength of this team, and they've definitely played better in their last few games. Yeah, let's move before we move on. Seahawks who come in next week. It's a Monday night game. We'll have that game on Monday night. It'll be a six, I believe, six or six twenty pregame show start time. Uh, Seattle comes in. I believe they're three and seven on the season. Yes. They come in two point favorites. But Washington, are they at home? Yeah, Washington's at home. But Washington in prime time, historically not a good team. Kirk Cousins is error. I remember he was like 0-9 on Monday Night Football or yeah. something. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's that's what's ahead for Washington next week. They'll get a good good amount of time, a good week of practice. You know, they'll be probably able to have some Thanksgiving Day off and not miss a beat, really. Uh, but now moving on to Ravens. They got that 16-13 win over the Bears. And at halftime, it was 6 nothing, And then they were down 7-6 at the end of the third quarter. No Lamar Jackson. He's He was out with a sickness not COVID-related, but... Overall, for Tyler Huntley, pretty good game. 26 to 36, 219 yards. No touchdown passes, threw a pick, but I mean, he's your backup. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Um, you know, obviously, it was enough to get the win. Uh, it was kind of two weeks in a row where I was like, okay, the Ravens hurt the starter, but I was kind of like, the way Fields is playing, I'd rather Fields be in the game than Andy Dalton because I know that he owns the Ravens traditionally. He almost threw a touchdown to beat Baltimore. Um, you know, for some reason, I don't know why they want to all-out blitz in these fourth and long situations, but that's what Wink Martindale wants to do, and it doesn't work. Um, and it didn't work on Sunday, yeah. but luckily, uh, the Ravens kind of got lucky with a pass interference call uh, that kind of set up that last drive for Huntley, and they were able to get in the end zone and, and win the game, which if you find a way to win without Lamar Jackson, who is your best player, uh, without Hollywood Brown, without Bradley Bozeman, your starting center, um, you know, they were down a lot of guys and they still found a way to win. So I think that says a lot about how well John Harbaugh's prepared this team because this whole season they've had guys hurt and they they found ways to win. I guess Bozeman, he did play, but uh, he was sick as well. They didn't have Anthony Averett. They didn't have Jimmy Smith. So they only had three active corners. Um, they didn't have Brandon Williams. So they're, they're beat up on like every position, but they're yeah. still seven and three somehow which I think says a lot about Harbaugh's uh, ability to get his team ready to play. They'll play a division game Sunday night as they host the Browns. That's an 8-20 kickoff. Again, unfortunately, we're too close to a Ravens affiliate through the Ravens radio network, so we are unable to play that game. And so let's just lay out the NFL schedule here. We'll have three games for you on Thanksgiving. If you want to tune into some Westwood One coverage of some games, we'll have three straight games for you. Or if you forget the 
the turkey somehow yeah. and you got to drive out to the store tune on the tune in that uh thanksgiving day football i, mean, I don't yeah. know how you forget the turkey but maybe like <laughs> i don't know if there'll be any turkey the stuffing over the store and get it uh, you can't really forget the stuffing i don't know what what would you forget on thanksgiving potatoes potatoes potentially yeah the, the dessert maybe yeah i mean it just kind of depends on your thanksgiving day setup i yeah. think but so it'll start potentially it'll start at 12 p.m with bears at lions then after that game from what my understanding is it'll go directly to the to a probably a studio show maybe they're going to do uh as a pre and post game and then it'll go to vegas raiders at cowboys at four o'clock and then for the nightcap, it'll be Bills at Saints. That's all. We'll have you basically 12 hours of NFL coverage on Thursday. I mean, yeah. So if you're an Most NFL fan driving James around, James. then you're going to have... Or a, if you had a radio in your house. People yeah. People still do that. People do still do that. Uh, but then Saturday, we'll have the Steelers game. That's 11 a.m. pregame, 1 p.m. kickoff. And then Monday night, we'll have that Washington game. Uh, but that Steelers game, that's a big game last night that was on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the Chargers really owned the first half and, and into the third quarter, but the Steelers made a huge comeback and scored 27 points in the fourth, unable to come up with the victory, though, 41-37. to 37. Uh, But the, the the Steelers made a comeback. Yeah, they made it interesting, obviously. Uh, you know, down in that game, had to come back, took the lead, but then defense kind of let them down. They had a ton of guys out. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, I think T.J. Watt was out. So they were really shorthanded on defense, and obviously that showed. I think if they have their full defense, they could get that win because, um, you know, obviously those guys make a big difference in their defense. One healthy is one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. And uh, having that game on Sunday will be the only Sunday game we'll have, as I mentioned before. Uh, and let's look at a couple other games from this weekend that were pretty interesting. The Colts, again, are rising up as the Bills are falling down. That was a 41-15 to victory for the Colts over the Bills. Uh, the Browns get a sloppy 13-10 win over the Lions. The Texans, the Texans get a 22-13 win over the Titans. Titans fall to 8-3. Uh, the Titans look like one of those teams that really could be you know, only have 10, 11 wins this year after starting out really hot. Uh, then the, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins leading the way. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still 365 yards, four touchdowns, but just left too much time on the clock as the Vikings win 34-31. to That was a big game. Uh, the Eagles making things interesting in the NFC East, 40-29 to victory over the Saints. Uh, and, and that was really all the big games this week. And Brady plays his uh, kryptonite tonight. The New York yeah, Giants. Does. We will have that game. Not a joint in progress game after the Bob Huggins show. But we'll take a look at the Wizards real fast. Uh, they got a huge win on Saturday. 103-100 to 100 over the Heat. That was a redemption game for Thursday night after losing big. Yeah, and this team seems to play well, you know, when they're down and able to come back and win that one. Um, so, Washington staying right and at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, they are. And then the Caps, they, uh, they've done pretty well on their West Coast swing, but unfortunately they lost 5-2 to two to the Kraken. And the Kraken, as I tipped off at the beginning of the show, they took Viatek Vanacek in the expansion draft, then traded him back to the Caps. They did a seven-second tribute video to him of his name being <laughs> announced, and then it said, Welcome back to Seattle. I don't know how many times he actually went to Seattle. But he then on Saturday night. 
I think so, yeah. Well, that's why they traded them. Six yeah. goals given up. There you go. But the the Caps on Saturday, they will get a 4 nothing win over the San Jose Sharks. And on Wednesday, then they had that Wednesday game we talked about last week. They'll be back in action on Wednesday at home, 7 p.m. contest. We should have that game right here at Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, 7 p.m., 6.45 pregame. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Britt Sherman for coming on. For Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Green saying so long. And we'll talk with you tomorrow for the second-to-last edition of the Sports Mix for the week. Yeah.